after doing all of my due diligence with everything that I knew at that point, I started to become more comfortable. But one of the thoughts that I continue to have is because now I'm pushing myself into being uncomfortable is, do you really know enough to make this investment? Are you experienced enough? Maybe you should just wait. This is the most amount of money you've ever invested. Should you really do that? What if you lose all of your investment? Welcome to School of Success, the podcast that will help you reach your goals and become the success story you've always dreamed of. Join us on our journey as we explore the strategies, tools, and tactics needed to build health, wealth, and personal development. Together, we'll uncover the secrets to living life to its fullest with host Brandon Hicks. So let's get started and make your dreams come true. All right. In today's episode, I'm going to touch on the first investment I made as a joint venture in a self-storage facility. So this was an investment in about a 20,000 square foot facility. And I just wanted to go through some of the thoughts that I had, the things that made me uncomfortable, the due diligence that I did and how it went. So after about being in real estate and having a coach about four or five months, an opportunity came through uh, actually in self-storage. My coach at the time had been transitioning from multifamily to self-storage and my focus was actually on multifamily. But at the time I was eager to get into a deal and Actually, before joining the multifamily coaching program, I had looked at self-storage quite a bit. I had read A.J. Osborne's self-storage book. I had also done a lot of research, but I just didn't find the coaching within that space that I was looking for. And so I decided to focus on multifamily. But funny enough, uh, five or six months later, an opportunity in self-storage came through and I decided to really consider it. The opportunity popped up and I remember being very uncomfortable because whether it's a multifamily deal or any commercial real estate investments, a lot of times you're bringing in tens of thousands of dollars of your own money to cover down payment, closing costs, capital expenditures, and things like that, which is not something that I was used to. And so to be able to get into that deal, I had to do just that. And then on top of that, do the analysis and the due diligence, which I was still relatively new with. And so when presented with the opportunity, I remember being very, very excited, but also very uncomfortable. And so things that I did to get more comfortable with a deal was actually what I touched on in the last episode, very similar to when investing in an LP investment. Again, it's looking at the team that you would be partnering with. What's their experience level? What's their track record? You can ask them questions about hey, what were your returns on previous deals? Of course, that's not going to be necessarily an indicator of future deals, but you can see, okay, have you gone full cycle on deals before? What were the returns like? What's your business plan? What did you assume for your business plan? Are you going to just hold the property for five years? Are you assuming a refinance in a certain amount of years? When am I going to get my money back? All these questions you want to start asking the partners that you are evaluating. As far as the property goes, you want to be looking at the underwriting. Again, you want to make sure you're doing your own underwriting Now, for me, I have enough experience with the underwriting that I would rather just do it from scratch. It makes me feel more comfortable. Some people would feel comfortable enough just looking at the pro forma and the team's underwriting model themselves and just saying, okay, they're assuming rent growth and expense growth is about the same. They're assuming that cap rates continue to expand, even though they might be compressing. Maybe they're assuming that they're not going to raise rents very much and that they're going to take like three years to increase the occupancy to stabilize. You'll start to get a feel for what assumptions are conservative versus aggressive. And then you also want to be looking at the market. 
specifically for self-storage, what's the supply and demand, which is referred to a lot of times as square foot per capita, but that's not the only variable you want to be looking at. Square foot per capita changes from market to market. You want to do what's called secret shopping and call or visit the local facilities and see are they full or not. A lot of times it's as simple as, hey, I'm trying to move out of my apartment and I'm looking for a 10 by 10 or a 10 by 15, and you can gauge the need for those units by what they say. They might say, sorry, there's a wait list on these types of units and I can't get you in for a couple months, which would be a good sign. Or yeah, you can have whatever you want. There's plenty of units available. So that's one way that you can evaluate the supply. You also just want to be looking at things like the median household income. Does the income support people having extra stuff that needs to be stored? There is the population and the population growth and the unemployment, the job industry and how diverse it is. So there's all these things that you can be looking at. After doing all of my due diligence with everything that I knew at that point, I started to become more comfortable. But one of the thoughts that I continue to have is because now I'm pushing myself into being uncomfortable is, do you really know enough to make this investment? Are you experienced enough? Maybe you should just wait. This is the most amount of money you've ever invested. Should you really do that? What if you lose all of your investment, which is possible, but unlikely. What's more likely is that you invest money and the returns aren't quite what you expected. Or maybe you don't get a return at all and you get your money back, but very unlikely to just lose all of your money in a deal. Something would have to go tragically wrong. But the point I'm getting at is that you want to be thinking about, are these thoughts that I'm having rational or am I just letting fear creep in? For me, this was like the start of me realizing like, okay, when you push yourself and you get uncomfortable, these thoughts are going to creep in. How do you handle that? And so for me, I decided to move forward, which then opened up all these doors for me because I then was able to fly down for due diligence. I met a number of my team members there. I was able to meet with the inspector and we walked through the units and went through the inspection report to see what needed to be fixed. So there was so many things that I learned there. And then we drove to facilities for secret shopping. Being able to travel like that allowed me to learn so much that I wouldn't have been able to if I didn't make that investment. Uh, There's only so much learning you can do from your computer. You need to get out and you need to start taking some action. And a lot of times, I mean, you need to get into a deal. Now, of course, you don't want to just get into a deal for the sake of getting into a deal. It's got to be a good deal. I mean, you are bringing money to the table. You want to make sure you get a return on it. But the important thing is that by pushing myself past the feeling of being uncomfortable, taking that action and making a decision to make that investment, I set myself up to be able to learn so much and build relationships with a network of people who were doing things that I wanted to do myself. And it was the start of a journey for me where I would then transition 100% into self-storage. And I probably wouldn't be where I am today if I didn't make that decision. And so the important lesson here, a couple of them is one, to surround yourself with the right people. Surround yourself with people who are doing something that you wanna be doing or something similar to what you're doing so that it doesn't feel so crazy that it feels normal. And like I had mentioned, I had partnered with my coach. You're not always going to partner with your coach on a deal, but your coach can help you get the confidence through taking the right actions, pointing you in the right direction to get to a point where you feel comfortable enough to make an investment or whatever it is that you're going after. So hiring a coach was huge for me, uh, surrounding myself with the right people, and then learning how to deal with being uncomfortable and really that comes down to, you know, I evaluated the market, I evaluated the property, I evaluated the team enough that I could then feel comfortable. 
of course, you're never going to always feel 100% comfortable and you're never going to be 100% sure. That's the thing is no investment is 100% guarantee. As much as I would love to know with 100% certainty, the reality is that that is not going to happen. And so I thought it was important to leave you with this or share this with you because you are going to be uncomfortable. And knowing that going in, you won't be surprised and hopefully won't necessarily scare you away from whatever action it is that you are trying to take. Hey, I appreciate you listening to another episode of School of Success. I'm committed to helping others reach their full potential. So if you found value, please leave a five-star rating and review. With that, we can reach more people and help make their dreams come true.